This is Savannah and Allison with Grace-Filled Chatter, where we talk about honoring God with our life, love, work, and relationships. Join us every other week for a little bit of wisdom and a lot of laughter. Hello! I almost said good morning, and then I was like, it's definitely not morning. <laughs> it's definitely not morning. I feel like it's about midnight, even though it is not even close. <laughs> it's just getting dark, so you know, it's like 6 p.m. Yes. Right? These days. Yes. Oh, yeah. 6 p.m. is dark. Anyway, it's dark. It's all fine. It's not close Hi. to bed. <laughs> So what was the brightest part of your week? I got my ring back finally. Yes! <laughs> so good. I've had this thing resized twice now and it fits and it's not falling off my finger. Man, it's nice to be engaged, huh? It and is And actually nice. get to wear your engagement it's ring. It's so nice considering I've been engaged for over a month now and I've worn a total of three days, including today. Oh man, that's rough. <laughs> it's all fine now. many days. Especially when you have a short engagement you're like, well, okay. <laughs> you got it back in time for the wedding though. That so is good. Right. Thank you, God, for this expensive piece of jewelry on my finger that is tight and it's not going to fall off now. Finally get to wear. It's a good day. It is a good good day. day. As soon as you showed me the picture, I was like, victory! Victory! It's on! (laughs) Victory in Jesus. (laughs) Yes. We have the ring. We have the ring. What's yours? Oh, man. It has been like a whirlwind of family visiting days, like three in a row. But it's family we hardly ever get to see, and it's been so good. Like, Mom texted me last night at midnight. Of course, I didn't get it till this morning, but she texted me at midnight. <laughs> She's like, I'm awake in bed at midnight just laughing about this conversation and this conversation. Like, last night was so fun. It's like, I agree. I love truth. So this point, I'm winding down, getting tired, but it's been three days of just, like, awesome visiting. And everybody's adults now, and... Everybody loves Jesus, and it's just fun to, like, get together and talk and That's catch up. Fun. Yeah. That's so fun. So this is your mom's side? Yes. I did a lot of whoa so in my kind of our faces. First, it's like a step-first cousin. Yeah. So cousins. Yeah, cousins, totally. That's fun. And their kids are close to my sister's kids' age, so it's been a fun, like... Lots of fun. Lots yeah. of energy. Lots of energy. Lots of noise. Lots of fun. So it's it's good. It's good. So today, we're going to dive back into Sermon on the Mount. Matthew... Hold on. Five something. Matthew 5, 33 through 37. All right. Would you like me to read that or something? Please do. Okay. Well, <laughs> verses 31 and 32, we're not going to read because it's about divorce. One, we're not married. Two, right. no. So. And it, it's not much of a discussion. It's pretty no. much. Read it and you can yeah, understand it's it. it's pretty black and white. So we're right. going to move on to oaths. Oaths. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's a big word, an oath. An oath. It's like a solid promise. It is. It's like something I don't really feel like we say anymore no i'm going to make this oath to you yeah no savannah. that's like is that 1800s. how jordan proposed i would like to make this oath to you savannah yes <laughs> and he said it just like that just like that mm-hmm. i know yep. it's yep. like i was there oh no no how did you know <laughs> okay let me read this d- directing away from this conversation okay <laughs> matthew 5 33 to 37 again you have heard that it was said to the men of old you should not make false vows, but you shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, do not make an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you are not able to make a single hair white or black. But let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. So the first thing I think about when I read that is like when somebody promised you something big and then it didn't end up happening. <laughs> Do you remember one of those times? <laughs> one? Yes. Many? Many, many times? Many times. <laughs> Including myself. Yeah. I have done that. Guilty. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid being 
I remember one time we went to the lake with a friend's family, and my dad kept telling me, like, all during the week, just psyching it up. Like, it's going to be so fun, and we're going to do this at the lake, and this at the lake, and they have a boat. And we got out on the boat, and this giant thunderstorm just, like, came over the whole lake. We had to book it back to the dock, and then we're all standing there, like, in the rain, on a picnic table, because someone said that's how we wouldn't get struck by lightning while he was trying to hook up the boat while the dads were. And so I just remember standing there on the picnic table and looking at my dad, in the rain, hooking this boat up, just being like, unmet expectations, sir. <laughs> like, I'm so disappointed. This is Come not. On, <laughs> and it's kind of a silly thing, but that just feeling of like, it was supposed to be better than this. And I feel disappointed. Yes. I feel like that's what comes with empty promises. It's true. Even if it's a situation like that where you can't help it. Complete you try to get your kid excited and then it rained and that's nobody's fault. Yes. But yeah, it's like promises and oaths set your expectations for something and then when it's not followed through you feel that disappointment right yeah on that same friendship direction what is something to you in a friend that's worth its weight in gold i would say presence and honesty yeah yeah i would definitely say honesty is up there like i can overlook a lot of faults Mm -hmm. and (laughs) if like i have i'm not leaving this to insult you i have a lot of friends who do never show up on time and i just know that like, would be me. Depending That's on why the she friend. said to not insult me, okay? But let me tell you, she's been late to Bible study a couple times, so let me just throw that in there. I have been. It's okay, right? but I love her because I'm like, it's fine. I got to send her grace because this girl ain't never on time. But I was on time that day, by the way. I was 10 minutes early. I know. We went. We met for something recently. I was 30 minutes early because I thought my mom yes. would be 20 minutes early, and she but wasn't. Nobody. And everyone was late. So I just sat there by myself for like 35 minutes. And Savannah was the first person to show up. That's true. You were. And everyone had good excuses too. Anyway, what I was saying is all my friends are that way. I just know. Like you're the friend that's like usually five minutes late. Then yes. I have one that's like at least 15 minutes. Like you just that's know. me. That's good. Then there's other friends you have to tell them like 30 minutes prior to the, when, when the party <laughs> starts because they're that late. Oh, dear. But it doesn't ever bother me. I'm always just like I just have to know which friend is which time yes. so I can plan. But, like, dishonesty or people who make promises and can't live up to them, that one's really hard for me. And it's bad when you have people that do that, but it's continually all all different kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. That they can't consistently be honest about. Mm -hmm. Sugarcoating everything and being false, falsifying all their ideas of truth. I definitely like trustworthy. It's a big one. And then dating, same way. If I Mm -hmm. couldn't trust a guy, I was not going out with him again. Like, if the first date, if I felt like I couldn't really trust being around him, Mm -hmm. there was no building the relationship for me. It was just a no. And friends are kind of that way, too. Mm -hmm. The closest ones are definitely the girls I can trust the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say probably spending quality time Mm -hmm. with me and trustworthiness are, like, my two top answers, too. I feel like that gets harder as you get older (laughs) because you can't do the quality time. Oh, for sure. But you've... Because I, I had one of my best friends, I'm like, hardly ever see her or her kids anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, on the way here, I was like, or on the way to work, I'm like, you know, I don't really need to see my friends some more. Oh, I feel that. I feel that for sure. The more you have in your life, the more you grow your family and you have kids, it's so hard to balance your time with everybody, yeah. including God. Oh, yeah. God and each kid and like making sure everyone. And then like you said, with friends, it's like, wait, I haven't even spent time with my friends because I've been focusing on God yeah. and kids and... Right, and, and then when you no have multiple friends, else. you're like, okay, 
well, when was the last time I saw this person? When did I talk to this person last? When did I do this with this? Yeah. Oh, it's been a month? No, oh, so sorry. Long. It's so long. It is. It but is. I think that on friendship, I know I'm taking this the God direction, but God is the first friend that you're supposed to have. So I think when you set apart the quality time for God first, it's going to help all your other friendships. <laughs> yes. And the promises that you make for your friends actually come to be fulfilled. To be know? fulfilled. Oh, right. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um. So, but like, I like that you brought God back into it because that is where I was going to go in that I feel like if the end goal is for us to look more like Christ and our lives to look more like Christ, sanctification, the longer we're here on earth, then I feel like we also need to emulate his friendship like mm. skills. And I think trustworthiness is one of those for sure. I mean, you know, if you just look at the promises, we just heard Jackie Hill Perry speak a couple weekends Love. ago. It was amazing. Amazing. But she was talking about in the Old Testament the commitment that God made with Abraham that ended up becoming God's promises to Israel and all of that, right? But she was talking about God making the physical commitment with Abraham and kind of going through the same promise-making process that they used to do by killing animals and walking in between them. And how she she just kept saying that, like, God is... The promise maker and keeper in that he can't be any other way so when he makes a promise like there is no breaking the promise there is nothing else he can be except faithful to that promise Mm -hmm. and that's incredibly powerful Mm -hmm. and while we can't necessarily always keep all of our promises because there's some things that are out of our hands we can work to emulate that kind of friendship and faithfulness and I think that's kind of what this verse is getting at and what Jesus is talking about here in the, mm-hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. So why do you feel like we, we feel the need to be like, no, I promise, I promise I will be there on time for Bible study, which is probably what I said to you Sunday when I was five minutes late. <laughs> why do we get so emphatic with making oaths? <laughs> Number one, I stopped saying I'll be on time a long time ago. <laughs> Wiser I'm, than I am. Never been on time and even Jordan. Also, this is a tidbit, then I'll answer the question as long as I remember. <laughs> Jordan says to me almost every Sunday or Saturday night if he's at my house before he goes home, he's like, be on time tomorrow for church. Be on time. I said, okay, I'll try. And I get up and I'm up in 30 minutes early. And that's when I'm like reading my Bible for myself. And I get like really into it when I actually get up early. And I'm still late. I'm like, you know what? I was late because of Jesus, for Jesus, but so it's fine. I do that sometimes too, and I'm like, I, I mean, I know I'm late. I know I said I would be here this time, and I'm not. But I really was talking to Jesus, and I really so was fine. journaling, and I lo- got lost. I lost track of time. So fine though. So this, so Sunday, I'm just gonna say that's that's a one. I feel like it's justifiable. One and probably but twenty chance. So it'll have to happen twice. We get three more times this next year. I'll get better. I'm getting married to this man that likes to be five ten minutes early. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have some. Future. Same girl, same. See, right? See, so it'll be fine. <laughs> and when he comes and picks me up, we're always fifteen to twenty minutes early. So that I can is, do better. You can because you are right. I can do better. <laughs> but until then, I have about I have about sixty-seven days starting tomorrow, or maybe it's so I can be a little little loose on that. Right. Okay. Back to the question. What was it again? Mm-hmm. Um, why oh. do you feel like we need to say? I promise. I promise. <laughs> because. In my situation, mm-hmm. I continually don't do what I'm supposed to do. Right. And also, you want to instill this belief that I will do it. I swear I will do it. And it's like making yourself feel justified, even though that you're not going to do what you say you're going to do, even right. though you're going to halfway do it. 
Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in there's summary, not really a there's not really a reason why we say it. It just sounds good. In summary, I think it's because we haven't done it in the past, right? And we really yes. want someone to believe we're going to be different this time. Yes. Right? Why for Allison <laughs> summing up my tangents? I get it. I get it. <laughs> so as a kid, lying, I went through this whole season of lying to my mom, and it was like. I don't know. It was just this habit I got into. I can't even tell you how. I just remember being in the middle of it and realizing that, like, I was good at lying. And, and as like, I'm good at a story I could make up in the moment, the less likely I was to get in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they didn't find out I was lying until much later. But after a long period of doing that, mom never trusted me at all, right? Aww. So I had to be, like, hover. I had to have her hovering over me to make sure I was doing, because I was homeschooled, make sure I was doing all my school make sure I wasn't a month behind in something because I kept telling her I was doing it and I wasn't doing oh it gosh. at all. And when she found out, I had already gotten a month behind. Right? So there's consequences for those choices. And I just remember the end of that, I was kind of going into middle school and I had a change of heart. This is kind of when I started developing my relationship with the Lord was all when this was going on. So I had a change of heart about that and was like, no, I want my parents to trust me. So I just quit lying. But I still remember her not trusting me for so long and it always caused so much hurt because I was like no I'm telling you the truth like why don't you believe me and I just remember her looking at me like girl you dug this hole you know (laughs) like you lied to me for a long time and I didn't know if I could trust you or not and now all of a sudden you say you're saying the truth but how am I supposed to know you know right right and so I still remember that in my head whenever I'm tempted to like (laughs) push the truth or like make up Lame excuses that I know are definitely not Close to legit. Extra. It's not what right. happened. I didn't have my stuff together, and so I was late. Yes. <laughs> I remember my mom looking at me that way. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure if I can trust her. And it hurts me. I'm like, ah, no, I would rather just admit to this person that, like, Being a I just person. didn't have my life together. Right. <laughs> or this business has been going on, and I slept through my alarm, you know, and right. that's why I am late because... Right. I feel like you, know, you get a lot more grace when you just be honest. I think so, too. Because I used to be like a fibber, like a half-truth person. Yeah. I'm like, this ain't getting me nowhere. Sometimes I'll catch myself doing it. I'm like, yeah, that may be true, but you're still late. Yeah. <laughs> you're still late. I do, too. Sometimes I'll hear it come out of my mouth, and then I'll be like, but that's just a really lame excuse. Because I am. Because I'm just actually, late. I just made poor choices, and here we are. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that extra five minutes. Do you want to get better about this? <laughs> I do want to get better. I will promise I will do better. Promise. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So I think to that, though, if we find ourselves doing that a lot with people that matter to us, like if it's your spouse or your mom and dad or someone, your boss, and you're consistently having to be like, no, I promise. I promise. I'll do better next time. I think we really have to boil it down to like, why do we feel like our statement is not enough? I will finish this project by the deadline or I will be here tomorrow to help you, mom. If we feel the need to tack on a bunch of I promises, I think we really need to stop ourselves and be like, okay, wait, why do I, I say feel like words. just my statement to her that I will be here tomorrow is not enough? Yeah. And if it's because I've let her down so many times lately, then maybe I need to evaluate like right. what my priorities are and if I'm being honest or I think this is something women do a lot too, if I'm over-promising <sighs> a bunch of people, you know, yes. like if I'm telling too many people that I'm going to help them at a time that I can't follow through. Mm. So then again, we need to prioritize, like, what can we actually do and then tell people no when we're full, which is so hard for us to do. But that goes back to, so hard. I can't say no. I'm very bad. The the last verse in this section says, let your yes be yes and your no Mm -hmm. be no. And Mm -hmm. that is so hard 
It I is. think not just for women. I think for anybody. Because as a Christian, I want to help people. I want to help. I want to give. I want to do. I want to be the best person that I can be. Sometimes that's not saying yes all the time. Because yeah. I feel like I'm not the best person if I say yes to everybody. Because I don't get rest. I don't get time with God. My friendships and my relationships kind of go kaput. You know? Mm-hmm. You need to prioritize and you need to say no. Right. I think... I so what you just said. I almost just repeated what you said. You can if you want. But <laughs> probably will sound more concise than mine. <laughs> I agree that we feel like we genuinely want to help people. We also genuinely want to be believed when we say oh, something. Yes. We genuinely want people to trust us. We genuinely want to be good friends and good girlfriends and good or sisters and daughters and you know all the things good at our job. But we forget that part of honesty is being vulnerable. Mm. So I think sometimes we forget to be like, I'm really tired. (laughs) I really need to rest. If you will let me nap for a little bit, then I can come over tomorrow or I can come over later, you know, and, and not overcommit ourselves in a desire to be everything to everybody. And (laughs) that's my thing. (laughs) I want everyone to think I'm wonderful. And I think the closer you get in relationships, like me, me and you, the closer I've got, I'm like, I really ain't feeling today. And yeah. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And I'm like, no, I, I really am tired. And I know I don't want to do it. But sure, I'll come. You know? Like yeah. I, I think the more you uh, develop those relationships and the more honest you are with mm-hmm. people about how overwhelmed you are, the more you're able to foster and grow your friendships and your relationships, including with God. That's yeah. why it's so good to be honest with God. Right. Because you trust the people that are honest right. with you. Like right. when you tell me you're not feeling it, but you're showing up anyway. Yeah. Then I feel like I can trust you next time I'm like, hey, I really don't feel good. Can we put this off? I'll be like, yeah, girl, <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> right. Because the trust goes both ways. Right. And it comes with vulnerability, which right. I think is not something we want to do. We'd rather just be great, bubbly sources of energy all the time. But that's not real life. <laughs> no. And I think the more that we're able to just be honest about how we feel, the yes. more that we're going to lose the our promises and to, again, grow our relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the more... Before we see each other's words and actions that follow, then we can know about each other too. Right. When Savannah says, yeah, she's going to do something, she will. Right. Or when she says, no, that means she doesn't want to do it. But if you push her, she'll change it to yes. I'm just making that up. That 100% is accurate <laughs> most days. You know, but like, and I think you learn the more you're with people and you can learn to trust those yeses and those noes. Yes. And then the more you do that with each other, the more comfortable you feel to just be like, no, I really can't today. No. Right. The no. answer is no. The answer is no. I, I love, love you, but, but no. That's no. me tomorrow. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was kind of that, but not that. I think when, when you're with your friends or your relationship or your family and someone is super honest about where they just don't want to, mm-hmm. then that makes you feel better as a Christian because someone else is also not wanting to do something. <laughs> When you don't want to do something. And you don't have to be perfect to be a Christian. Jesus yes. said no. And he went to spend time with God. And he rested. Yes. Because if you don't rest. And you don't spend time with God. And you don't spend time with yourself. All your relationships. Including your relationship with God. Is going to falter. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. That was Thank good. Thank you for helping me remember. <laughs> Thank you. And my next question for you. We kind of touched. So I'm just going to list what we touched. And then ask if you have any more. What qualities do you feel like? are in the friends you trust the most. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So we just discussed when they're vulnerable to you about their feelings, when they're pretty secure with their yeses and nos. You know you can count on those. What other things come to your mind that you're like that really fosters my trust in that person? Yeah, I definitely think vulnerability. I think that some someone that actually 
checks in on you. Mm, Someone that sees you as who you are and not, quote unquote, who you are. Gotcha. Okay. Um, But I think, yeah, just seeing, just being there for you. And, I think yeah. I was going to say follow through, which I feel like can be that. Yes. But just in the little things. When they say they're going to do something and they do it. Yeah. Or they do it even bigger than what they said they were going to do, yes. you know? Right, right. Like if they say they're going to come check on you and you're sick and they bring you like Starbucks and a buffin, you know? Then you're a, like, not only. I don't know. Okay. No so, one's ever done so that for this, me. I'm just so saying. this is Allison's push to me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, when they <laughs> say they're going to do something and they do it mm-hmm. the best of their abilities. Right. Like that is, is gold. Yes. But... I also feel like, to me, gossip is one of those things that's a big... Yeah. Like, I kind of close up. If I hear girls gossiping a lot about other people, either friends, enemies, family, it doesn't really matter. Mm. If I spend time around them and they only are talking about other people negatively, I close up. Like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to engage in conversation with them a whole lot because the vulnerability Mm. of them then turning around and talking about me is so likely that I just don't even want to engage so that's a big turn off of trust to me Mm -hmm. um i don't know i think it's so easy for us to do that too but but i think also on that accountability is good too because if you're around friends that don't typically gossip but they start talking about somebody you can be like well maybe we should do that Mm -hmm. it's hard to hear because i mean i've heard it and i've said it but yeah yeah i mean you're like you're right you're right you're right and that is that's a good one yeah. because that's when you know, like, oh, this person is here for my good and right. my benefit. Right. They care about more than just being cool or having friends. Mm-hmm. They want to grow in life with me, right. and they're willing to keep me accountable. And I think that's also good because you can have friends that you can tell them your past. You can tell them what you're struggling with, mm-hmm. something you're not really sure about, and they're going to sit there and listen. And if you want advice, they'll give it to you. And if you want them to just listen, they'll listen. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think yeah. that's good, too. Someone that doesn't try to fix everything, but someone that will listen to you. And if you want help or if you want what they think is God's viewpoint on something, yeah, then I think those are good friends. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, someone you can count on to come in with godly advice mm-hmm. instead of just worldly advice. Yes. That inspires a lot of trust, too. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good one. Oh, keeping secrets. That was another one I had listed. Oh, that's that a really good, good one. And working hard and being honest with money. That's mm-hmm. another good one. That like that's really good. showing up every day and putting in the time and then saving their money shows a lot of trust that mm-hmm. they're wise planning people and they All can right. be trusted. Agreed. Okay. So here's a question for you. Okay. Do you think it's better to be honest that you don't have time for something or you don't really want to do something or want to spend your money on something? So do you think it's okay to say that if it's genuinely the truth? Yes. Do you feel like you have to be careful about which relationships you can give that answer in? Yes. <laughs> Same. Okay. <laughs> and I know it goes back to the trust, too, that's yeah. inspired in the relationship. There's right. certain friends I know I can just tell them, I really appreciate you inviting me, but that doesn't but sound no. like something I want to spend my money on. Right. Like, I mean, I just had a friend the other day ask me if I wanted to get my nails done with her. There right. was a whole group going. And so I was like, I appreciate the invite. I will think about it. But I don't think I want to spend that much on my nails just because financially right now, I don't think that's a call yeah. I want to make. And she was like, okay, you know what? No worries. Like, text me the night before if you want to go. Yeah. No big deal. No feelings hurt, right? Right. So, I'm with you. I think there is something you can right. do. But have you ever found yourself in that spot where you, like, felt like you had to make up yes. excuses the night before of why you couldn't go because you committed to something that you didn't really want to do in the first place? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Often, actually. Often. Many times I'm like, I really don't want to go. I really don't want to do it. And then I'm like, hey, how are you all? It's so great 
excited to see you. I'm that girl. You should see. You should see me during the day. Yeah. And like, it's not a promise necessarily, but I feel like it goes with that being genuine and being trustworthy. Yes. Like we're not honest about our feelings in the moment because we didn't want to go. No. And we told them we would. Right. And then we had to. Right. And we really didn't want to. Right. But I think that's the good thing about having good, true friends. Because yes. like I literally told Allison, I said, I ain't feeling today. But here I am. But here we are. Because we're spending quality time together and talking right. to you all. But it's okay. But we're being honest. But we're being honest. Some days we don't feel super enthusiastic yes. about what's on our schedule. That's true. <laughs> it happens with the best of us. Always. Always. So I'm reading this book called Gentle and Lowly. We got it at the women's conference and I saw Savannah got it too. I have <laughs> not opened it, but I did take it out of the bag and put it there. I told her today she really needs to read it because it's all about the heart of Jesus. First in Matthew 11, 28 that says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give them rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Yes. Is that it? So, I think so. Sorry, Amplify doesn't have a lowly in it. I'm very sorry. It's a different version says, describes his heart as gentle and lowly. So this book on each chapter ah. talks about the heart of Jesus and it dives into those two words, what gentle and lowly means. And it's just getting at like how affectionate Jesus is for us. So I'm going to read a couple excerpts from that because I feel like it goes with being genuine. And again, if our goal is to slowly become more and more like Jesus throughout our lifetimes, then I feel like this will kind of open our eyes to see how he's a friend. And then that will get to our genuine attitudes and our trustworthy actions. In one chapter, it says, What we see Jesus claim with his words in Matthew eleven twenty nine, we see him prove with his actions time and again in all four Gospels. What he is, he does. He cannot act any other way. His life proves his heart. In another part, it says, the Jesus given to us in the Gospels is not simply one who loves, but one who is love. Merciful affections stream from his innermost heart as rays from the sun. And I love that because I feel like as the light of the world, we're supposed to be that. So if merciful affections are just flowing over from his heart out into the world, then he's going to follow through on his promises. Yeah. You know, if he tells you he's going to be somewhere, he's going to be somewhere. Right. If his best friend dies, he's going to go see the two sisters and be there for their family, right? right. Like, he just, again, like he shows yeah. that through all of his actions. The merciful affection is what is spurring his friendship skills and how he's a friend and how he loves people. So it also comes out on how he makes promises yeah. and how he follows through. Because his heart is for you, so he's not going to get your hopes up and then not follow through. Right. You never hear it in the Bible. He says, I promise that I'll do it. I swear I'll be there. You right. Know? Yeah. He's like, he just says, I'll do it. I'm coming. And then and, he's there. <laughs> and he's like, well, then, and like all the disciples are like, why are you not going now? He's going to die. He's like, I'll go. Yeah. You know. He's like, oh, I promise. He's a plant. Yeah, he doesn't like, have to beg them no, to he's believe. Like, Chill, y'all. <laughs> and even the healings, he just says, you know, like, you will be healed. Yeah. You will be saved or you are saved. You can now see. Yeah. Get up and walk. Yeah. You know, there's no, do it, I promise. Yeah. And It'll that, work. <laughs> that kind of makes me think about when all the Pharisees were trying to trick him and say, well, if you're the son of God, do this, this, and this. Sure. But he, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have to prove myself to you. I right. am who I say I am. And I'll have to flourish it with all these I promises. Right. Because if you just believe in me and believe in the fact that I'm dying on this cross for you, you will see the truth because I am who I say I am. Mm-hmm. And there's no need for extra fluffy words right. like you just said. I mean, you just, I say something and then you can watch me do it 
or you can turn your back and pretend like I'm not doing it. Right. But I am who I say I am. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Period. So cool. <laughs> so in another se- section of the book, he talks about John Bunyan's um, dissection of the verse. It's John 6, 32 through 40. Could you read that for us? John. Then Jesus said to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus replied to them, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry, and the one who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All that my Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will most certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me I lose nothing, but that I raise it up at the last day. For this is my Father's will and purpose, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. That's good. So that was John Bunyan's favorite set of verses, and he talked about it in a lot of his books, but there's one book that I've never read. But um, in the Gentle and Lowly book, the author says, it's called Come and Welcome to Jesus Christ, is the name of the book. Hmm. And he dissects just that section of verses specifically verse 37. But he kind of comes up with these four points, which I thought were so beautiful. So I'm just going to share them real quick. But he says in the first one, in quotes, all, not most. Once the father sets his loving gaze on a wandering sinner, that sinner's rescue is certain. Mm. So he's all the ones that the father goes after he saves. It's kind of what that verse is saying. The other one is the father in quotation. Our redemption is not a matter of a gracious son trying to calm down an uncontrollably angry father. The father himself ordains our deliverance. He takes the loving initiative, Mm. which I love in a friendship sense that like God and Jesus are on the same path with that, that they're after our heart. They're taking the loving initiative. It's not Jesus begging his father to take our place. Mm -hmm. It's him and God being on the same page of like, yep, yep, we got to do something. Right. To reconcile us to our people. Just wow. mm-hmm. so cool. The next one is gives in quotation. It says gives not haggles over. It is the father's deep delight to freely entrust with rebels into the gracious care of his son. So he's entrusting the rebellious to the gracious care of his son because it brings him delight. Mm. So it brings him delight to be around us, right? And to have us when we're incapable and not enough. And the last one is in quotations, will come, the part of the verse 37. It says, God's saving purpose for a sinner is never thwarted. He is never frustrated. He never runs out of resources. If the Father calls us, we will come to Christ. Mm. He goes on to say, not as robots, we will come to Christ, but in that God's pursuing love is so overwhelming that we can't turn away from it once it's pursuing us, you know? Right. So I love that because of the kind of glimpse it gives of Jesus' heart for friendship Mm -hmm. and for being a promise keeper and for being genuine and honest when he's with his friends or when he's with his father, like, and they're making plans for humankind. Like, it's just that affection and that delight 
in rescuing humankind just pours out of him. And so that needs to be a focus for us if we're going to be more like Christ when we're making decisions and when we're interacting with each other and how we choose our words all needs to come from that same overpouring of affection. Yeah, that's good. How do we cultivate trustworthy actions? Slow down and evaluate the commitments you've already made. Hard. Uh Uh-huh. Decide which ones you need to keep and if you can take on any more, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> a planner. Be a planner. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Make a plan to execute the things you told God or other people you do. So try to start following through with what you've already made commitments to. Talk to God about what's coming up. Pl- again, with your planner. <laughs> I'm a big planner person, obviously. Yes. And ask him what things you should jump in and get involved with and what things you really can't fit in. She's got to say no to some things. Yes. But seek God in it. That's, I mean, I definitely would say that's my best advice because I yeah. have said no to things before that I regretted. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say seek the Lord and let him show you, give you guidance on mm-hmm. what to say yes and no to. And then follow through. I think that can be the hardest one. That is. Again, on those days when you wake up and you're just like, I am not in the mood for anything. <laughs> yes. Those are the hardest days for me to follow through. Yes. But I think we have to put our feelings aside and make Christ-like choices, whether we feel like it or not. Yes. That's the hard part. <laughs> yes, hard part. Decide yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you've made a decision and you feel peace about it, you feel peace with God about it, don't let other people talk you into a different decision. 100%. I am so bad about that. Yes. Same, <laughs> including let, myself. I will let other people guilt me into things that I felt fine when I was just talking to God about saying no to. Yes. I'm like, why are you not doing that? Yeah. You're not a good friend. Blah. Well, we all spend money on that. Why don't you just spend money on it too? It's just coffee every single day. Yeah, $5, $8 every day. What's that? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, $30, $35 a week. Stand Even your if it's, ground, sister. Yeah, That's all I can ground. say. Stand mm-hmm. your ground. You and the Lord could buy decided like three it was no. That. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> could buy a lot of books for a planner. Coffee. Just one. <laughs> planner. If it's a good one, just one. And some pretty colored pins because I yes. do like to color coordinate. That's right. <laughs> oh, seriously follow through watch choices <laughs> yes. ask god don't let people influence your, influence your peaceful decision right yes god first so easy so easy to do that mm-hmm. so i think the big thing is in relationships especially if it's not work related with a deadline or money related with a budget you're working on with your spouse or something if it's just in relationships and it's lighthearted things i think we just really have to slow down and focus on our words because they have a bigger impact than we mm-hmm. think I've even noticed that with my nieces. If I tell them they can come over to my house and I don't pick an exact day and nail it down, they will ask me every day. They will take their mom's phone and call me. They will text me. They will be like, so when am I coming over? So when am I coming over? So when am I coming? You know, right. like when you make that promise, if that those words come out of your mouth, Ooh. you have to be careful to follow through. Make a plan. She should have said, yes, come over Saturday. Yes. Saturday at this time. I talked right. to your mom. She agreed it was okay. Yes. We're doing it Saturday. Yes. Less words. Less words next time. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Don't let those words slip out and make empty promises that you're not going to follow through on. Yeah. Because it causes more hurt and disappointment than mm-hmm. I think we realize. Especially for the little ones. Especially for little ones. But all people. Especially but your I've friends. Had that. Especially like when you're single and it's winter and you feel like you've been home a lot and then mm-hmm. a friend 
talks about doing something or offers to do something and then the day comes and goes up in there oh, sitting yeah. on the couch just being like well i guess we're not that's where i'm not going. gonna go and i'll just sit here alone again well that happens see, you know see it's, it's hard so yeah. there's times like that where you're just it wasn't that big of a deal and i am an adult but at the same time you're like yeah i was sad. looking forward yeah. to that <laughs> exactly i do do that sometimes well exactly. if you have those days and maybe i'll have be having the same day Okay. Then I'll make you feel a little bit better, even if I don't want to. I'll come and, and hang out with you. We can at I'll least text you. about our misery. Yes! <laughs> um, that way we're misery loves company, okay? Misery loves company. That's <laughs> a terrible advice. 100%. <laughs> don't do that. Your misery will turn good because you have other people that you can talk Jesus to. Oh, man. Dissolve your misery. <laughs> so, so the last bit of encouragement is if you're listening to this and you feel like you're someone who makes a lot of empty promises and you're feeling a lot of guilt... Don't. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's choices don't define you. Mm -hmm. God's already moved past from that. He's in today. He's getting geared up for tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. it's a new day. So Mm -hmm. I just say, wake up, new day. Try to make new priorities tomorrow. Yep. Be more careful with your words tomorrow and let all the other things that have happened in the past go. Absolutely. I think that's also to the other people that overcommit themselves. Oh, yeah. And you want to say no or you want to go to people like, listen, I know I said yes, but I really am overwhelmed. If they truly love God. They will understand, and they will welcome your honesty. Yes, yes. And the only way to build the friendship up from here is to be honest. Yep, so absolutely. Even if it's and, hard this mm-hmm. time and they don't take it great this time, they might right. take it better next time yep. and even better the next time. Yep. Building blocks. Because your friendship's going to be strengthened or relationships are going to be strengthened mm-hmm. on that honesty than being, quote-unquote, fake. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I found this in dating, too. <laughs> I would so much rather be told that, something I do makes them uncomfortable or something that I say is annoying than them just sit there and think that all the yes. time, right? I would rather be on the open. Yes. Just tell me that this annoys the crap out of you and I will try to break the habit Yes. rather than sit there and think I'm annoying and we have no idea. Yes. So if friendships, I mean, I feel like you just, you just do the, it. The more honest in love and kindness you can be, the better. It's going to benefit your friendship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pray it out. Okay. God, our promise keeper, forgive us for making empty promises, for getting others excited about something and then not following through, promising our loved ones that we'd do something with them only to decide later that we're too tired. Hmm. It happens more than we wish it would. So I just ask that you would pour into us your genuine compassion, that overflow of affection. Just let it pour over our hearts so that we see more in life than just our desires and we can love people the way you do. We can get so easily blinded by ourselves, our longings and dreams that we miss out on the people you place around us. Help us to see our day as you do and understand the impact of our words. Let us speak only what we can follow through on and point to you as the promise keeper that we can never live up to. Thank you for your genuine love, your trustworthy character, and your desire to be in community with us. We love you so much in your precious name. Amen. Amen. That's good. It is good. And as we don't, we always forget to say, but as with every other podcast, (laughs) if you want to go rate and leave a review for us, it helps other people find our Bible study and our conversations. So if it encourages you, you can share it on social media. Any of those things helps the algorithms help other people find us. That stuff. Yes. It's not that it matters the world to us how many listeners we have, but if you find this encouraging and you want to share it with someone or you think someone else might find it encouraging too, the rates and reviews help. So yeah, we thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.